following program is a presentation of Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, the free Fox Sports app, available from Apple or Google Play, and always online at foxsportsradiocharlotte.com. It's time for the Uptown Sports Crowd. Here's Mackie Gallagher with Ben Cole. Good morning, Charlotte, and thank you for tuning in to another week of the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher. As always, I am joined by my brother in radio crime, Ben Cole, and we are in the Fox Sports Radio Charlotte studios right here on South Boulevard, and we are on air every single Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. Got a lot to talk about, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, the Masters happened last week. Oh, it's a great year of sports. It's kind of similar to October, or a great time for sports in the year, excuse me. Very similar to October in terms of all these sports starting up with the MLB ending and you have the MLB postseason. It's the opposite here at the beginning of the year when you have the NBA and NHL getting ready to go into the exciting time of their season. Major League Baseball starting. NFL draft at the end of the month. Ah, it's a sports lover's dream. Before we get into it, Ben Cole, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, Mackie. It was a fun weekend. Went camping up in the mountains. Needed some outdoor time. Ben Cole camping. I know, right? City boy doing it. No, just because Lila's the expert. I mean, she's gone backpacking and stuff out in national parks and stuff. So she influenced me, got me to go out there. Finally, a weekend where it wasn't raining. So that was a pleasant surprise. But I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. You bring up the weekend of uh the weekend of it wasn't or it not raining. Uh, we have talked about the weather a lot just because it's it's a meme at this point. Six straight weeks here in Charlotte of sunny Monday through Thursday and then Friday through Sunday rain in any capacity pouring down on the Queen City. I don't get it. I don't get it. Let me, me enjoy my weekend. But I'm happy you had a great time camping. I've been camping once. Slept in a tent. Slept outside. It was March 2021, and the low in the mountains near Boone at the time was 26 degrees. Ooh, Ooh. but I bundled Chilly. up. I had my I had my wool blanket that my uncle had in the Navy that he gave to me. I had my thermal sleeping bag that I borrowed from a coworker. My hoodie, my beanie. It was actually one of the most comfortable sleeps I've ever had. I woke up, just my nose was cold, and I'm like, you know what? This camping stuff isn't that bad. Yeah, if you're well prepared, it's a it's a good time. If you're not well prepared, you're gonna end up on one of those Nat Geo specials where it's like <laughs> I'm alive somehow, and yeah. then you're sitting in a dark room giving your giving your account of how you barely made it out of the Grand Canyon after surviving there for four days without water or something. It's been 17 hours, <laughs> and we have just now found a fresh water source. <laughs> It looks like we have hope after all. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have hope? You know who has hope? The winner of the Masters. Oh, yeah. John John Rahm. Jinx. (laughs) You owe me me the soda. (laughs) I know know you're more of a golf guy than I am, and I know uh, you like this Masters, you know, John Rahm uh, winning it, winning the record pot of over $3.2 million. Yeah, they're not just playing for a green jacket. No, they're playing for uh, (laughs) money to buy more green jackets. They are. Is that how it works? Like, if the guy in second wins second place money, can he go get fitted for a jacket and get, like, one of those ironed-on patches of the Masters logo? But, you know, the golf community will know. Yeah. It's like like somebody wearing, uh, wearing 
like a patch of a motorcycle club, but they're not in the motorcycle club. Mm-hmm. And all and the bi- like, all the bikers know, and we exactly. don't see you out there. Yeah, I've seen Sons of Anarchy. I know how <laughs> this stuff rolls. But no, what uh, I know uh, as the Uptown Sports crowd, once a week on Sunday mornings, you know, sometimes we talk a little later on subjects that have happened earlier on, earlier on in the week or uh, in the previous week. But I know you really enjoyed this Masters. What were some of the things that really had you on the edge of your seat while you were watching? Um. It was just fun seeing, you know, a tight race. Um, you know, the previous year it wasn't as close. This time we got two of the most elite golfers in the game right now and Brooks Kepka and John Rahm going head-to-head, paired up for the final day, mm. uh, just a stroke separating them. So, you know, it's always fun just seeing a tight matchup where every shot has a big impact, and especially at Augusta where one hole can really change everything. And uh, Brooks Kepka was dominating the first three rounds of the tournament and then just kind of fell apart that last round. Uh, you know, shot like four over, and Rom just complete opposite. Turned it on the last round uh, from hole number one was just killing it. And if John Rom is hitting approach shots, you know, within ten feet, you're just not going to beat him. I mean, he he's just too good. But it's the second major win of his career, first Masters win of his career. Uh, definitely unfortunate for Brooks Kepka, just kind of losing grip of that at the end of the end of the tournament. But still, congrats, John Rom, and congrats, amateur Sam Bennett. Uh, highest finish in, I think, history for an amateur at, at the Masters. Snaps um, in the studio for Sam Bennett. I'm not sure if he, because I was looking at the payouts, and it, there was a dash for him. I'm not sure if he's eligible to like get payouts, though, because you really? know, he's still technically a college golfer. Like He did go turn around the day after the Masters and go play a tournament uh, for Texas A&M. So he's staying busy, but that guy has a bright future if he can keep playing like that on the world's biggest stages. Could you imagine just being like a college golfer? And then you're an amateur at the Masters. And then the day after, you just go back to your dorm and you're like, all right, I'm going to get ready for my college match now. Right. Like, it's just like, like, like the people, like, in the dorm. Like the entire golf community wasn't just rooting for you to come back and win the Masters. Yeah, that that was fun. Yeah, but, I'm going to go play for the Aggies now. Yeah, and, and Phil Mickelson ended up surging. That, that's something you, do, you just kind of want to highlight, especially at his age. But Phil Mickelson wasn't really being talked about at all the first three rounds. And then he ends up getting second place. <laughs> I mean, he just turned on. He was the leader in the clubhouse, um, you know, that was finished. And then, obviously, Rom was ahead of him the whole time. But, you know, Phil was Phil had a chance. Uh, but it was fun, though. One thing I want to mention, though, before we get off of our golf top talk, um, and, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, Major League Baseball and stuff like that is in full swing now. Uh, and we talked about on the show – couple shows ago about the pitch clock new pitch clock and how that's taking effect and uh you know for the most part people enjoy it quicker games it's you know just easier to pay attention to them one thing i want to talk about though with this is do we need to do this for golf because a video has been circulating and i've thought about this too long before this video came out because there are some golfers that are like this so at the masters Brooks Kepka, you know, he wasn't making excuses because obviously, you know, Rom's in the same scenario because they're paired together. But they were talking about how horrible the pace of play was, and just the fact for that this they, Masters and like the last round, yes, talking about like you know they were waiting on tee boxes for like five five minutes a hole, mm-hmm. you know, waiting to hit, and you know that throws off your rhythm when you're just standing there. You know, golf, it's not like you can, you know take practice shots, you know, in between holes, so it really throws off your rhythm. And the group ahead of them had Patrick Cantley. So Patrick Cantley said that the groups in front of them were slowing it down, you know, on the green and whatnot. Well, Patrick Cantley, I think you're a liar (laughs) because a video came out of a tournament that's going on right now. 
couple days ago. Patrick Cantley at the tee box on one of his holes. Now I watched this video, and you know if you're if you watch golf, even if you don't watch golf, you know you'll notice like a you know guys will take like a couple practice swings, step up to their ball, you know maybe mm-hmm. shimmy a little bit, you know just get loose, and then they hit it, right? Mm-hmm. Natural, similar to a batter getting into the batter's box, getting ready for a pitch. Definitely. I watched this video of Patrick Cantley about to hit his tee shot. It was a minute long. I thought it was a f- edited loop <laughs> until I looked in the background at the people, people. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized, oh my God, oh my God, this is real. This is real time. <laughs> One minute of him doing the same motion, just shimmying at the ball, looking up, looking down, shimmying at the ball, looking up, looking down, shimmying at the ball. I thought it was a loop. And then I realized it wasn't. Somebody made an edit. Happy Gilmore putted out faster on the first hole of the Waterbury Open <laughs> than Patrick Cantley hit his driver. And if you're not familiar with Happy Gilmore, classic Adam Sandler movie, you know, the first tournament he enters, the Waterbury Open, you know, just tap it in. You know, he like eight putts that hole. He's hitting it off the green and whatnot and just running around and like hitting it back. He putted out faster than Patrick Cantley hit his driver in real time. So, yeah, I'm up for maybe, you know, a similar thing in golf because that's ridiculous. Obviously, watching golf on TV, it's a little different because they go from golfer to golfer. The play, yeah, when you're watching it on TV isn't bad at all. Isn't bad, but for the actual players, that's ridiculous. And the people that are there watching and the people that are one watching, hole. You know, especially because it's funny you mention that. The guy that I feel most sorry for is the guy <laughs> that has to hold the sign. Like, quiet, please. Because you can see him in the corner of the video. He's just looking at him like, like my oh, my God. Yeah, hurts, Patrick, He's like, are you going to hit the ball? Like, please hurry up. But I just thought that was hilarious. I mean, literally a full minute. That is not an exaggeration. It was a minute long. Oh, and And – Pray that nobody sneezes or coughs or make any <laughs> slight noise or that minute is starting over every single time. I know. I just imagine me or like some eight-year-old kid that like got dragged there with his dad and he just got like some Twix bar at the concession stand and he's just waiting to open. His dad's like, hold on. And, <laughs> and then your Patrick Cantley is up to drive and the kid's just like, well, dad, come on. Can I open it? It's been three years. I know. And if it's in July, the, the Twix is melted before you can right. even open up the wrapper. And now the kid is crying. It's ruining the whole tournament. Nobody can golf. And they canceled the Masters all because Patrick Cantley yep. did not allow this kid to open up the Twix. How, do you, how does that make you feel, Patrick? You ruined the Masters just for nothing. For yeah, a Twix. for nothing. That's all I got on the Masters, though. That's all I got. Well, we got one more tournament coming up, and the way the Masters is to Augusta, that's how this is to Charlotte. That's the Wells Fargo Championship. Now, I mean, the amount the amount of hype around this event every time it comes to Charlotte is amazing. The people that the people that uh, go out there, they get these like Champions Club tickets. You, they allow for these honorary observers to walk with uh, to walk with uh, some of the golfers while they're doing their rounds. Uh, you are you excited for the Wells Fargo Championship here in Charlotte? Are you going to even attempt to try to go now that you live in Charlotte? Is this something that you're going to see if you can try to snag some tickets to and experience it for yourself? It would be fun to try and you know finagle my way in there, but from what I hear, like it's going to be mayhem even trying to get there. Yeah, it's a, it's so, a hot ticket uh, in town. You know me; I'm all about convenience. You are. <laughs> if I got to sit in traffic for you know <laughs> longer than 
Patrick Cantley takes the hit as drive. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to to make it, but I, it would be fun. You know, I've only been to one, two live. I actually went, got to go to a practice round at the Masters. Oh, nice. Uh, it's the best grass I've ever seen. And I also did confirm because I was watching the Masters. Sorry, going back to it. No, you're good. Uh, I was watching it in the last round with my brother on the Sunday of the Masters, and he was like, they have to paint that grass. And I, because he didn't go with me to the mm-hmm. practice round, and I was like, I don't know, man. I went there. It was it was really green. It's pretty crazy. But he's like, no, there's like no way. Like it's Augusta. <laughs> like the grass can't get that green. Like even it's in a, it's Augusta. And then sure enough, I Google it, and it's like, yeah, they do they do paint the the oh, grass. Oh dang. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that now because I was going to have a little rebuttal saying that. I mean, like think of any job and think of the best people in that job and the best place to work that job for the best people in that job a lot of best and a lot of jobs Mm. i feel like any kind of like landscapers or grounds crew members like the way if you want to be a professional grounds crew member like mlb stadiums will be great for you i feel like golf courses are like the pinnacle of if you want to work in like the sports scene taking care of the course and just being a landscaper for the course like augusta is the number one place to go so i feel like that would be where the best of the best uh groundsmen and women will be at i think i I think it is it's just more the fact that mother nature is just like superior yeah like mother nature's like we're in the middle of georgia (laughs) (laughs) the grass cannot get that green i don't care what time of year it is Uh, but no, they probably are the best of the best. I mean, it's still like I said, it's I I walked on that course. Yeah, it, just being able to like kind of just feel it is just. It, it's like it, it's different. It's like being in a Publix. Like when you walk down the aisle of a Publix, it feels like a simulation. Like everything <laughs> is perfectly stocked on the shelves. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to go to your Publix and just look at stand at one of the aisles and look straight down, and I bet you not one thing is out of place. <laughs> that's so um. Funny. So yeah, that that's what it feels like. It feels like you're in like a video game. It, it's too good. I had no idea where you were going with that Publix reference. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, but uh, Wells Fargo, I am excited for it. It'll be interesting, um, you know, because Rory. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Rory play. He should play in it because uh, that man just got fined $3 million for sitting out of the RBC Heritage Tournament that is currently going on right now. Really? Um, so, yeah, he just lost a big chunk of change. So I'm sure he'll want to win back some of that money. So he got fined that much from sitting out. So I'm assuming contractually he has to play in these tournaments. Yeah. So like, why, would, why would he sit out? Like, I don't did, know. Did he ever cite a reason for it? Let's see. Because, yeah, he got he got – Fine three million because under the rules, you know, that's a designated event. So like you said, you kind of have to play in it. Um so the reason he got fined for this is because it was a second absence from one of these events. Gotcha. Uh a repeat offender. There's no Yeah, there's no, you know, reason listed uh for why he missed the tournament it was just that he's already they're allowed to skip one designated event he had already done that gotcha. this is a second so he got docked um unfortunately man you can have these unexcused but absences it's wild because you'll see i mean because i watch the nhl a lot you'll see guys cross check somebody in the throat <laughs> in the trachea and they'll get like max max fine under the league rules, and it's like five thousand dollars. <laughs> and Rory takes a sick day, and they're like, "Yeah, a quarter of your net worth is gone." <laughs> and then you are coming at someone's like well-being and health in hockey, <laughs> <laughs> right? And they're it's like, uh, "Down payment for a used car." <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty wild to me. But no, I'm excited for Wells Fargo. I am too. It's a um, us at Beasley, you know. We got some stuff in the works, trying to trying to get some Wells Fargo stuff coming down the coming down the pipeline, and uh, 
I just love living in a city where a lot of these huge events come. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, the President's Cup every two years. You have Wells Fargo Championship here. Um, And then, of course, in other sports. Like, I remember uh, back in the day, like, we would have Premier League uh, football clubs come here. Like, Chelsea will be playing at Bank of America Stadium and events like that. And, that I mean, we did it last year. And events like that, just seeing the draw – of the people that come to the city for these specific sporting events that are so huge in their respective sports in those communities. It's just cool to see Charlotte be a huge part of that. It is. And the state of North Carolina, honestly, like with the ACC, I mean, we're like kind of the headquarters for the ACC tournaments, both, you know, baseball, Mm -hmm. uh, basketball, football, even, you know, playing at Bank of America. It's it's a nice destination for yeah, everything. Same with the uh, with uh, Truist Field, Charlotte Knight Stadium, right here in the middle of Uptown yep. too. You get these like college, like just a couple of weeks ago, um, you, the UNC Tar Heels played the South Carolina Gamecocks, and mm-hmm. like that was a big game. Like Gamecocks are really good. They yeah. were uh, they were uh, twenty and one when yeah. they played Charlotte at uh, Truist Field. Charlotte inevitably won, uh, but. Stuff like this too with sports and going into going into break, I'm going to push my uh, North Carolina propaganda. But I have been telling my family in New York who I saw for Easter last week down at the beach at my mom's. I said honestly, I've only lived in North Carolina my whole life, visited a lot of other states throughout my life. But genuinely speaking, I think that North Carolina is one of the most underrated states in the country. And I say that one because it gets hot. It does get hot. It's humid. We don't have no dry heat. But a lot of states get hot. But a lot of states get hot. But also you get you get all four seasons, which I think everybody appreciates. You have mm-hmm. places where you go where you can get snow, and then you can enjoy those winter sports with skiing and snowing up in, up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And then from the Blue Ridge Mountains is a five-hour drive to the beach, a little longer to the Outer Banks. Uh, you're close. You're not a far drive from, like, Charleston. You're not a far drive from Savannah. You have all these sports teams. It's the headquarters of the ACC, which is a powerful conference in college uh, football, basketball, and baseball. I, I don't know. I, I, when I when I see friends from out of state, I'm saying hey, you can't you can't undermine or underestimate North Carolina now. Now South Carolina, on the other hand, that's, ah. a, that's a Myrtle Beach. Ah. that's all you got in Charleston. No, but, I I agree. North Carolina, for the most part, is I want I I don't want to say underrated because you know well then again when do you see people like arguing over like the quality no this is of, a, this is a fictional argument that we are we are yeah. making up right but, now but but you know in your head usually when you think like oh what states do people like the most or think you know that's those are the best north carolina is never mentioned so uh, Which i think what makes it a sleeper cuz i feel like north carolina no, exactly. too is one of the states where the most people are moving mm-hmm. cuz i feel like it's relatively affordable although you know some of the uh some of the Areas like within the cities, like Raleigh, Charlotte, uh, and then even up towards the mountains now with Asheville, and out towards the beach in Wilmington. Like, I mean, the cost of living is growing up, or uh, the cost cost of living is going up. But with all these people moving here, and a lot of people moving into North Carolina, it's bringing all the, it's bringing stuff or more hype to some of the events that we've already possibly had, and then it's also bringing a lot of potential for future events uh to come to charlotte whether it's sports more concerts i mean like, look at the growth of charlotte just from the bank of america concert series like beyonce's coming here soon right queen b queen b i'm sure charlotte's the only city that uh, is having a stadium concert with beyonce and north carolina's just underrated man can't it argue is. it when we come back we're going to talk about the nba playoffs as it is one of my favorite times of year playing games happened last week some series are set we are ready to dive into it don't go anywhere this is the uptown sports crowd on fox sports radio charlotte 
And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. The Uptown Sports Crowd. Right here on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Mackie Gallagher. Joined, as always, by my boy, Ben. Benny. Benny C. Ben Cole. We just got done talking about the Masters. Talked about Wells Fargo Championship. Talked about the underratedness. Yeah, I know that's not a word. Of North Carolina. But now, it's time to talk about another another thing that makes this, this time of year so great. The NBA playoffs. Now, non-NBA fans, I understand you don't like the flopping. You think games, you know, 20 through 60 mean nothing. No defense. No defense. And that's okay. Because the NBA playoffs is when all of that actually happens. You got (laughs) to play defense. You got to play offense. They're not going to. They're gonna. They're gonna give you the flops. You're not gonna see load management. You're not gonna see load management. They're gonna give you the flops, but it's not as consistent. And if it is consistent, it's not going to be consistent at all through the games. But it'll consistently be called at the worst possible times. That's just how refereeing in the NBA goes. But, and speaking of flopping, okay, okay, we'll jump we right into it. Where are we going? The playing game between Toronto and Chicago. Toronto and Chicago. What's on your mind about this one? Just just in regards to the flopping, I want to talk. So obviously Chicago won that game due to a num- numerous factors. The main one being DeMar DeRozan's daughter. Yeah, Dyer but, DeRozan. <laughs> but the end of that game, Toronto still had a chance. Yes. Tell me why, as professional basketball players, and especially with some of the NBA rule changes, why two possessions in a row... In the last minute of the game, are we trying to draw a foul on a pump fake three? Oh, nothing. Rather than swinging the ball and looking for a better look, especially when there was still time. Like that's what I'm saying. If that's your only option, like there's one second left and you don't have enough time for a pass and shoot, go for it. Try and draw the foul. Why are you doing that though with 12 seconds left? And you and we have talked about this every time we talked about the NBA. And same with college basketball. I don't understand why you have a chance to win the game, tie the game. You have the final shot. And we talked about this. Would you rather play defense or would you rather have the ball as time's Mm -hmm. running out? I think we both agreed that we would rather have the ball, put the fate in our own hands. But I never, I always, it, it makes me so angry when I see players have a chance to win a game and they go for the foul. I know. Just go for the bucket. And so you bring this up. Uh, Pascal Siakam had a chance to tie the game with three free throws. It wasn't even a shooting foul. Alex Caruso jumped up. It was a foul, and they called it a shooting foul. And Doris Burke said it perfectly. She said, what? (laughs) No, Doris Burke, we are are all with you because that call made absolutely no sense. And Pascal Siakam choked. Choked. A great player in the league, probably the best player on the Toronto Raptors. And he choked at the free throw line at home. Yeah, so— And what's funny, going back to that, you mentioned it earlier, a a lot of the factors that played into Chicago winning. uh, One that has been taking social media by storm was DeMar DeRozan's daughter, Dyer DeRozan. Uh, If you have not seen any clips, even uh, people who were sitting at the top of the arena on press row in the boxes at the very top uh, top of the upper section, they said you could hear her scream easily all the way up there. You could hear her scream on TV. So what she was doing is the Raptors ended up going 50% from the free throw line in a play-in game. Yeah. 
Because before every shot, you just have DeMar DeRozan's <laughs> younger. That just scared me. Yeah. You just have DeMar DeRozan's <laughs> younger daughter screaming at the top of her lungs. And this is like, you know, I don't know how old she is, but this is like elementary school grade girl. <laughs> like, voice is so high. Yes. And, she, <laughs> and it's funny, too, because uh, they they asked DeMar after the game. They said, Are you, is your daughter coming to Miami? And he said uh, for the second playing game, and he said, uh, no, she has to go back to school. <laughs> and so I'm looking, uh, I was looking at Twitter earlier, and I saw a tweet where United Airlines offered to fly Dyer DeRozan to Miami for the playing finale. That's awesome. United Airlines tweeted, the flight's on us. What do you say, DeMar DeRozan? We'd love to take Dyer's talents to South Beach. <laughs> no, it's Good great. Like, I, I just love little things like that. I, like she definitely, got her, uh, she definitely got her 15 seconds, 15 minutes of fame. I truly believe that she affected the free throws because, I mean, like you're a professional basketball team playing for a chance to get in the playoffs, and you have a girl that is just screaming every single time. And if you watch the videos, like the camera person in front of her is just laughing every time. Yeah. The consistency was there yeah she was a plus minus of like 46 whenever yeah, she was sitting crazy. in the stands it's crazy too because it's one of those things where you think at a certain point they have to get used to it but also it's because you know you get up to the line now and from a mental aspect you're thinking more about the scream that's about to <laughs> ensue than the actual free throw so it really does throw you off mentally but you know still from a professional athlete standpoint you gotta adapt you have to kind of take over mentally and just dial in but she clearly had a profound impact i mean 50 percent from the line <laughs> that is insane and this is the nba this is not you know a cinderella march madness team that shoots 65 percent from the line on the year and so that's, that's crazy and we last week we talked about you know the theme of you know the elite eight final four national championship game being able to make free throws i mean look at the nba like you go 50 percent from the free throw line uh or 50 percent from the free throw line you're not going to win the game and i mean the bulls were down yeah. Zach Levine had seven points in the first half, ended with 39. Yeah, just took over. Just took over. It was like Justin Jefferson playing in that game where they had the Colts. Yeah. I had him in fantasy. I was like, oh, no, he has four points in the third quarter, finished with 32. <laughs> That's exactly what Zach Levine did. If only he did that on my team for fantasy basketball. Uh, other other playing oh, but, games. Uh, oh, go ahead. With, um, with Dyer DeRozan, I think uh, you said something about how um, they're going to fly her down. Oh, yeah, Oregon, United yeah. Airlines actually tweeted out offering to fly Dyer DeRozan down to Miami for the game on Friday because after the game, they asked uh, reporters were asking DeMar DeRozan if uh, Dyer was going to be at their next game, which was Miami on Friday. And he said, no, no, she has to go back to school. <laughs> uh, great, Dad. And uh, United Airlines tweeted, they said— uh, what they say? It said, the flight's on us. What do you say, DeMar DeRozan? We'd love to take Dyer's talents to South Beach. <laughs> Gotta love that LeBron callback. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, so, uh, and so that's just cool that United Airlines wanted to fly her out there. And if I was a member of the Chicago Bulls, I'm buying Dyer a great present, whether her birthday's coming up or, oh, for, yeah. next, or for next Christmas, because she was influential. She had a, like I said, I think I said earlier, she had a plus 46 on the floor, man. <laughs> she did better than some of the players that did play. Uh, but yeah, Toronto just blew it. And what's crazy to me is like Toronto's not a bad team at all. No. Fred Van Vliet has been improving season by season. You have Pascal Siakam. You got a good young Scotty core. Scotty Barnes. And yeah. yeah, Scotty Barnes. All of these players that if they're being traded for is going to come with a high value, high high price if they if a team wants them. But a team with all three of them plus a few other key pieces, uh, they can't make the playoffs. 
And so, yeah, the Chicago Bulls uh, faced uh, Miami Heat on Friday. Well, it was another playing game that was exciting. Exciting is a weird word to describe the Minnesota Timberwolves versus Los Angeles Lakers. Anthony Davis got off to a quick start. And honestly, that's the center of the Lakers team. Of course, you have LeBron's name. LeBron uh, needs to perform well. A lot of players need to perform mm-hmm. well. Personally, I think LeBron is, especially in the postseason, he's just one of those guys. Like once he gets in, he will show up. Well, and that's what sets players like him, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, like the ultimate stars. Never going to be an off game, exactly. Like in the postseason, they're just a different, a different monster. Mm-hmm. But Anthony Davis, you know. Uh, his shooting, because he likes to take shots as a big man, his uh, rebounding, his interior defense, interior offense, that's really what's going to carry the Lakers through the postseason if they can get past the Memphis Grizzlies, because they did beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, but that was an ugly game. I mean, the the Lakers are fighting back throughout the whole game, finally was able to take control of it in the fourth quarter. Uh, late in the game, LeBron drove, went up for a layup, and dished it out to Dennis Schroeder, who put up a corner three, Wet. swished it, uh, when, you know, the Lakers' perimeter shooting has just been awful all season. That's been their biggest weakness. But then, you know, Mike Conley, who was having a great game for the Timberwolves, ran down the court, took the inbound with like a second left, put up a shot uh, to tie it up, and Anthony Davis closed out on him, and he fouled him. He landed in the space that Mike Conley was landing in. It's one of those things to where, like, why would you even do that? Like, why would yeah. you even attempt that? Like, yeah, you go for you go for the block. I like the contesting of the shot that AD did. But the fact that, like, if you don't block it, like, just don't land right where he's landing when you know that gets called, like, 95 to 100% of the time. Yeah, that's the thing. He didn't go straight up. He he, he was definitely he closing was full out sprinting, him. closing out, leaping up for him. And like you said, it's one of those things, too, where it's just like you have to have situational awareness. If the Lakers had ended up losing that game, that would have been a horrible basketball IQ play. Because they were up three. You can't lose the game, mm-hmm. but you can fast. They could have gotten a four-point play, right? Like it could have been that, even worse. It could have been but, so much. And worse. that's another thing: the shot selection. You can close out on that, of course. You want to contest it, like you said, of course. <laughs> but it was almost behind the backboard. Right. You didn't so, even need it was the to. The part of the corner you could be. <laughs> it was probably the most difficult shot they could have gotten in that scenario, and you gift them a chance at overtime and they capitalize on it. If the Lakers had ended up losing that game, LeBron probably retires. <laughs> right. And it's funny because in the post-game interview when they're interv- uh, when they're interviewing like LeBron, Dennis Schroeder, AD came up to him and LeBron like made a joke. He said he said AD had a brain fart about costing us the game winner and AD was like sorry Dennis, sorry Dennis, I blew your buzzer Peter. But I'm happy that the Lakers were able to uh, were able to come out on top. You know, I'm a LeBron fan whether you like it or not. Um, first NBA game I went to, been following him ever since since uh, I was in second grade. And what's cool was Kevin Harlan, him and Reggie Miller were on the call for that game. He opened up the broadcast by saying something that, like, I guess I kind of already knew, but it put it into perspective. This was the first home postseason game for the Los Angeles Lakers in a decade, in wow. 10 years. They were obviously in the playoffs in the 2020 bubble down in Florida. They won that championship. That's why uh, LeBron is deemed Le Mickey, the Le Mickey ring. Even but though that's dumb, because if any other team won it, we if any other team won it. It was great basketball, too. Like, yeah. You saw players excel, just no fans, just the best players in the world. Just, just dialed hooping. in, like it's LA Fitness. I love it. I yeah. loved watching it for that aspect. Um, but in in what what used to be Staples Center, I think now it's like Crypto.com. Cr- yeah, Crypto.com. Like, that what? rolls off the tongue. That it? rolls off. Yeah, and Staples Center <laughs> was so iconic. Why do you change it? But yeah, Crypto.com, much catchier name. <laughs> uh, that was the first home postseason game there in 10 years. So they were going on wow. to face the Memphis Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, missed the first few months of the season with injury, but he's a young star.
star. Memphis is a great young team. John Morant, you know, he's had, he's dealt with some drama, but when he's on the court, he's one of the best superstars in the league offensively. Dylan Brooks, you know, he's just causing mayhem. In in your head, po- he's just yeah. causing mayhem <laughs> any way you possibly can. Uh, like Dylan Brooks. The way his style of play is very similar in a way to Draymond Green. It and they, is. They have, That's they have why a lot they of butt beef. heads. They have Sorry. a lot of beef. But what's funny though with Draymond Green is, I mean, he could pull this out. It's like Draymond Green has the rings, and he was an essential part during that run for the Golden State Warriors. And I'm still hesitant to say that run because they just won in 2021. Right. And so, uh, and so that'll be fun. That'll be a fun series to watch. Uh, let's go through some of the other series uh, that are, and just try to like just point out. Some that we're looking well, forward to. With that Memphis uh, LA series, real quick, do mm-hmm. you think, I mean, like you said, after watching that other game, I mean, the Lakers could be a first round bounce, but do we think they can get past Memphis? I mean, what's it going to come down oh, to? The for Lakers there? play very similar to how they've been playing all year, plus the play in absolute like five games. Yeah. <laughs> They're bounced. Like, yeah. well, Especially, you, like you said, with the perimeter shooting. You can't it's going to come 20% to, in the, in yeah, the playoffs from three. It's going to come down to just can LeBron and AD dominate the interior? <laughs> Yeah. You're going to have to play. You're going to have to play great defense, but your three-point shooting needs to be at least 35 percent in yeah. every game. If you're below that, you're not keeping up with any of the teams in the playoffs. Mm. Like the Lakers are known as one of the worst, and the reason they are in the playoffs, the reason they have won games and been able to come back, is because they have like 200 more free throw attempts than the next closest team. Exactly. They're a big market and, team. And if, that if is... this is scripted, yeah, that is helping, but. If you're getting to the line, you better make those shots because the refs and Adam Silver are trying to get you there. <laughs> it's very true. And that's one thing uh, people have talked about, and I've thought too. If And that kind of goes along with what I was saying. They need to win the interior. They need to get to the line a lot, and they mm-hmm. need to capitalize on yeah. like, uh, Toronto. And that's the thing too. If you're going, to, if you're if you're going on these long runs, or if Memphis is going on these long runs, how many threes do you put up if you're not shooting? Yeah, because you know that that's what hurt the Rockets when it was just them and Golden State in the Western you Conference can't Finals. Keep, you can't win a shootout against you can't the win best a shooting team in the league. Exactly, yeah. and not saying that Memphis is the best three point shooting team, but they're better. Pretty much every team in the playoffs is the better three point shooting team yep. than uh, than the Los Angeles Lakers. Another series I'm super excited about, mainly just because of one of the teams that's in it, is Golden State yep. versus Sacramento. Sacramento Who will play the winner of that seed. Memphis Lakers yep. series. And what's cool too is for the first time in NBA history, this is the first time that all four California NBA teams are in the playoffs at the exact same time. Dang. You that know, is very cool. You and on know, the flip side, on the East Coast, um, it's the first time all New York teams are in the NBA and NHL playoffs. I'm saying so it's cool watching the two the two states that have all the teams actually all making it. Right. And what's crazy too. In this, Charlotte fans, Hornets fans, prepare to be miserable from a Hornets stat stray <laughs> again because the Seattle Super Supersonics have won a playoff series in 2005. That's more recently than the Kings in 2004, the Timberwolves in 2004, and the Hornets slash Bobcats in 2002. So there's a team that has not been in the league for over 10 years, has not been a team at all, and they still have a more recent playoff win than three NBA teams, or three NBA franchises, I should say. Two of those are in the playoffs this year, and those are series wins. Yeah, that's wild. So, the Hornets really did catch a stray with that they one. <laughs> Day 4,000 of minding my business as a Hornets fan and just getting on Twitter and just seeing that. My feelings being hurt. Uh, what's cool, too, with the Sacramento team is, like, when they made the trade, uh, when they made the trade, sent Halliburton away, like, I mean, a lot of people thought they lost the trade when yeah. Sabonis came in. 
and uh, you know other people were involved, but those were the two big names in the trade. I mean, and they finished the West as the third seed. Light the beam. The fans are loving it. Like, I mean, unless you're a fan of a rival of Sacramento, you got to be cheering for Sacramento. Like, because if you're I a agree. fan of sports, you like it when different teams are involved. Although it would be kind of fun to see that uh, Lakers Warriors matchup. Gotta say, I always loved the LeBron Steph. Yeah, but duels. I, I just but know, I know Steph is gonna like the beam. Like, I'm an underdog fan when it comes I'm to anything. An I'm going fan. to be going for Sacramento in that in that series. Uh, you're a New York Knicks guy. Yeah. They play the, Bing Bong. They play the they play the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's probably the least excited I am for a playoff series. Not that I don't like. I like both teams, but like I just feel like there's not much with me that's like involved in it. Like I like Donovan Mitchell. I know what uh, you mean. New York was a was a suitor for Donovan Mitchell. This is the first playoff appearance by the Cavaliers without LeBron since LeBron's been in the league, which is really cool. Um but with the New York Knicks, what are you expecting? What Let's is, just see if we can win a playoff series. <laughs> I think that's what we're expecting. And I was going to say the only you don't like the Knicks or you're just bored about this matchup, uh, maybe you can get some sort of thrill out of the fact that if the Knicks lose, you'll get to see Stephen A. whine and cry. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so that adds some incentive for you. But this series, I don't really know what to expect. I expected to maybe go seven. Mm-hmm. I-, I think this could be one where it's going to be really. This could be a grimy first round series. Uh, I, I think, think so. like our gritty first round gritty, series. Gritty, yeah, there we go. Grimy. No, I, that, that's, that's what I'm kind of expecting too. I think it could go either way. We'll see if Randall can kind of uh, stay in rhythm and stay in form in this playoff series compared mm-hmm. to last year where, yeah. you know, he struggled when it mattered most. Um, but obviously it helps a lot having Brunson. He's been playing really well. The Amazing Knicks, pickup for you the, the Knicks really are starting to look like a legitimate team. It'd be I, I truly think they can win this series. No, and I like it because, I mean, in every sport, you need those markets to perform well, and it just makes the sports overall better. Like, I don't care yeah. what anybody says, but, like, in basketball, when the New York Knicks and Madison Square Garden is packed for every game, the New York Knicks are in the playoffs or in playoff contention. It just makes the overall vibe of the league better. Same mm-hmm. kind of with the Lakers. I mean, people are tired of hearing these big market teams, but the way big markets influence, uh, you know, their respective sport, it's huge. Like, that's why it's so funny that the Dallas Cowboys are just so bad. Yeah, and they always choke because they were just the top of the NFL not too long ago, and then now if they are even in the playoffs, they just go down in the worst ways. And it's funny it is. as a small market fan watching these big markets, watching them put Ezekiel Elliott as their offensive lineman as their last play of the season and just get destroyed <laughs> in the playoffs. That like, was it's just funny hilarious. watching these big market teams just on the big stage and seeing how they yeah. uh, how they fare. Uh, Another series I'm not looking forward to, just because these are personally two of my least favorite teams in the league, uh, Philadelphia yeah, and Brooklyn. Yeah, I knew Brooklyn. you were going to say that one. <laughs> Philadelphia, <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> I only say that because Joel, Joel Embiid is one of the most powerful people, to the most dominant people to ever play the sport. He is so talented. He is great. He's funny. I like listening to him in interviews. But as a Hornets fan, I will say it every time I talk about the 76ers, I'm tired of watching him drive in on someone like P.J. Washington, who's the 6'10 center of the Hornets, and he's flopping if Terry Rozier goes in and like he falls down on the ground. And then you have someone like LeBron or someone like Giannis that are just driving with, as Kevin Harlan say, no regard for human life. <laughs> and like he'll take the foul but then yam it on three people's heads. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. But, no, but, but I agree. That series, yeah, it's not getting... 
me going. Uh, I love watching what Bridges is doing uh, for Brooklyn, though. I think he was a super. I think not superstar. I think it was a star in Phoenix. He's a star in Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn for making the playoffs. You know, just with all the drama and now the court. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like the Memphis Grizzlies a little bit. There's just so much stuff that wasn't basketball related mm-hmm. that was always being talked about them. Uh, you have the L.A. Clippers, my boy Russell Westbrook. Only saying that because Ben hates it when I do. Versus the <laughs> Phoenix Suns. Uh, I don't really know who I want to win this one. I think I'm going to go L.A. just because I'm a big Russell Westbrook guy. Because uh, Phoenix, you know, they got KD. I like Devin Booker. I like Kevin Durant. But once again, it's just one of those, like, super team. KD mm-hmm. joined a team that led the led the league in most wins in the regular season, like, two of the last three years. Right. It would be cool, too, if we could maybe see a Western Conference Finals uh, battle of a— uh, LA. Yes, definitely. That, that would be very fun, especially it, with Westbrook, you know, being over there now. Right. I'd say, well, Westbrook cool. win a ring, win, <laughs> Westbrook can win a ring if the Clippers or Lakers win a, win a ring, <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. That, is that win a ring sense is messing me up. Um, <laughs> but uh, Westbrook versus KD in the playoffs is good. You have Denver uh, that's in there. Jokic, you know, MVP consideration. I love Jokic, love Jamal Murray, but like Denver to me is like a team where you're watching it. Like nothing crazy happens. Mm-mm. They're a good team to watch, but they don't get these crazy. Crazy runs of threes, these crazy dunks. They're just well sound. They're just well sound, which I mean, in a basketball team, that's good. And yeah. then you have Boston playing uh playing the seven seed Hawks. And so the Boston Celtics have been in the finals, Eastern Conference Finals for God knows how long. Jason Tatum trying to take that step to be a unit not unanimous, but be voted an MVP in the league. He's on his way. But yeah, Jalen Brown cut his hand on a cut his hand on a Voss. He he's missed a few games. Well, the good news for Boston is if the pattern stays true, the Hawks will lose this one in seven. Because mm-hmm. you know they went on that like two month stretch of being a game within five hundred. So assuming they don't have home court advantage, they'll you know ultimately lose right. game seven. But no, no, Boston. Well, it'll be exciting to see if they can make another run. And to round out to round out this uh, NBA segment, we talked about it last week, but Golden State's record on the road was atrocious. Mm-hmm. And they are the lower seed versus Sacramento. With Sacramento, that, that one specifically is the one I'm going to be paying the closest attention to watching every single game because I really want Sacramento to get that playoff series win. Uh, if Sacramento can go off to a 2-0 and start at home, Go to Golden State. I mean, like, and think of the way that these two fan bases are going to travel. They're not far from each other. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like this this could be a really fun a really fun series to watch. Uh, who who's your pick? Just early early pick. championship predict Just championship predictions. It's gonna be a tough one. Um, do you want me to do like the championship matchup too? Or just champion. Oh, championship matchup. Yeah. Who do you All think right. who do you think will make their way to the finals? I think out of the East, I gotta go the Bucks. I think yeah. Giannis is just too dominant. They're a well rounded team similar to like what you were talking about in Denver. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing too crazy, not a lot of drama over there. But obviously Giannis has some magnificent plays that get you standing up out of your chair. But there's a great team on both sides of the ball. And obviously with the East, um, you know, there's not a team there that's really proven themselves. Yeah. A lot of good that, teams, but not a lot of good a teams, super... but nobody that's proven themselves to make me want to pick them to beat Milwaukee to get there. Uh, obviously, like Joel Embiid, dominant, but the 76ers haven't done anything in the <laughs> no, postseason. They're horrible in the postseason. Um, you know, the Celtics are dealing with some stuff, and then, you know, I'm not picking any wild upsets with the, the Knicks or anything <laughs> beating them. So, out of the East, uh, it's pretty clear cut for me. I'm going Milwaukee unless something, you know, crazy happens or they deal with some bad injury, God forbid. Out of the West, I hate this, but 
I think it's the winner. I think it's the Warriors or the Lakers. Oh, really? Uh, how, the Lakers. How, I was not expecting that. I, I don't I, I just don't bet against LeGoat. <laughs> and on the flip side, but this team is not good. I know they're not good. Like, has he really been on a team that's been? That's what I'm saying. Like though. He's, tight, the... he's, he's made finals with yeah. worse teams. Yeah, so, it's crazy because if the two stars that he plays with, like Kyrie, 2016 wouldn't have happened without Kyrie Irving dropping 40 points no. alongside LeBron James. He's just as he he has won that championship just as much as LeBron has. And same with AD. If AD can perform the way AD is supposed to perform, exactly. But everybody else on the side, assuming, Austin Reeves. <laughs> again, assuming the Lakers, you know, assuming AD and LeBron show up, which I think that at least LeBron will, uh, I can't bet against them. Mm-hmm. I, it's just so hard to. And then on the flip side with the Warriors, I mean, they can just turn it on. I know their road record that's sucks. A, no, that's what I I'm saying. I know it the, does. But <laughs> they are just so good. I, I will never count out the Warriors. Like, they just won it last year. It's, and it's like, <laughs> and we're going to get to it. For me, it's like the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've made three straight cup appearances. You know, their team is getting older, but it doesn't matter. They didn't they they weren't winning their division or anything, mm. but they still make it every year. Right. Cuz playoffs come and they just turn it on. So, I I really think it's coming out of there. And if not, I I guess I guess Denver. But <laughs> champion Bucks. Bucks. I'm going Ooh. with the Bucks. My turn. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> you said it's my turn. <laughs> I'm going to switch it up. Out of the East. I'm going to go Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm going to go. No, That's hilarious. Big Giannis head. Shout out to my brother. He always makes sure that his friends, when we talk basketball, know that I was on Giannis back from 2014 and 2015 before all the hype on social media, before people realized he was just an amazing person. But Bucks, they got the chemistry. They got the success. They have the hunger. Mm-hmm. It's like what Will Ferrell said in The Other Guys when he was talking to Mark Wahlberg about uh, Lions coming out with tuna. It's like, no, as a tuna fish, we had a taste of lion. We want more. We will construct a series of breathing apparatus with kelp <laughs> to get more prides of lions. That pride of lions to the Milwaukee Bucks is that finals trophy. They got it last year. Giannis won it after he was debating on quitting basketball after talking with the front office in 2020 in a report that just came out earlier this week. They got Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday is playing amazingly. Bobby Portis, great role player. Brooke Lopez, a center I would love to see on the Charlotte Hornets. But I'm going to go with Milwaukee Bucks just because I think they are the most sound, as you said, team in the East, all-around team in terms of chemistry, skill, and just experience. Out of the West, I don't want to say it. I think Phoenix is going to do it. You really do? I do. I think Phoenix. Out of all years? I mean, yeah, obviously. I think Phoenix can make it. Yeah. I think Phoenix can make it. Because Phoenix, they got to get past the Clippers. Who Paul George? What's what's he, what's what's his status like? And then they'll be playing the winner of uh, the Denver series. And the thing with Phoenix, I mean, like you have KD, you have Devin Booker, you have the point guard in Chris Paul. Whether you like him or not, Chris Paul is one of the best facilitators ever in NBA history. Agreed. And in the playoffs, when you have scores and Devin Booker and and Kevin Durant, you just need Chris oh, Paul need to set up. And then you have a. I, I do. I'm a fan of DeAndre Ayton. I think he's great. No, the Suns are. I I really want to pick the Suns. It's just mm-hmm. again hard for me to pick a team that hasn't proven themselves yet. Right. Um, they kind of they kind of had. They made they it. did. They did. They made it. They, they but, just they just can't perform. And, and we'll see if it's similar to the KD Warriors. They got KD. Yeah. Will, they got, K, will KD be that 
deciding factor. Won't be surprised if Golden State makes it. Well, uh, I will be surprised if Lakers get out of the first round. I'll say it. I want LeBron to get out of the first round. And yeah, when I say Lakers, it's LeBron. I don't care. Yeah, it's at this LeBron. point of the year, this man is 37 <laughs> years old. I just want to see how far he can go at this point. <laughs> I just want to see how far he can go. I don't care about anything other than the Lakers than just see what LeBron does. But yeah, that is our NBA recap. I'm super excited. Take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll let Ben take over with the NHL <laughs> recap or NHL preview because I know he is super excited for his New York Rangers heading into the postseason. Don't go anywhere. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd, Fox Sports Radio, Charlotte. Very, very fun episode so far this morning. We talked about the Masters, talked about Wells Fargo, talked about the pros of North Carolina and the distance from the beach to the mountains. Very important sports stuff on the Uptown Sports Crowd. Just got done with a fairly long segment uh, about the NBA postseason. I just love the NBA postseason. (laughs) And then now... We are going to go to Ben's first love, Ben's true love, in all honesty, the NHL playoffs, or as I should say, the Stanley Cup playoffs. If you've been following the show for quite some time, you know Ben's the hockey guy. I'm a guy who only watches hockey in the postseason, watched some good regular season, a good amount of regular season games this year. But uh, I've mainly been keeping up with the New York Rangers because anytime uh, Ben and I are on Xbox trying to rescue prisoners on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, this man's watching the Rangers game on ESPN Plus and giving me the play-by-play and tell me everything that's wrong with i was going to say igor shesterkin but nothing's wrong with my man igor no nothing's wrong uh but stanley cup playoffs are upon us the brackets are set and of course we'll just start with ben's team the new york rangers facing another northern team in the new jersey devils the battle of the hudson the battle of the hudson the the devils we've talked about it they were on a hot streak from the get-go this season the devils had the best one-year turnaround like I've ever seen I mean this was a team that was bottom five ten of the league last year like it was a dream they they <laughs> a dream to it, see my team yeah like it would have been tremendous in of itself for them to just make the playoffs but they not only made the playoffs they finished the regular season as the third best team in the league they had the third most points in the NHL they almost had second if they had uh one on Friday or Thursday night and the Hurricanes had lost, they would have been the second-best team in the league for the regular season. So not only did they just make the playoffs, I mean, that is insane. But yes, they're playing the Rangers in the first round, Battle of the Hudson. This is going to be such a fun series. The New Jersey Devils have always been a team that can score. They've always been a very fast team. The big pe- part, the big piece for them that they needed was defense, goaltending, and they got that this year in Vanacek. So this is going to be a fun series. You have two great goaltenders. Mm-hmm. You have superstars on both sides of the ice. Jack Hughes for the Devils. You know, Zabanajad, Panarin, Kane, Tarasenko. You know, the Rangers are basically a super team now, um, <laughs> if we're being honest. But this is really going to be a fun se- This is probably going to be the the most fun first round series in, in all of the playoffs. I mean, that's, oh, is that that's bias? being unbiased. That, no, that's, nah, I feel that's like there's being some bias in there, Benjamin. Uh, the only other series I think I am most excited for is the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Tampa Bay Lightning just because the Maple Leafs have not won a playoff series in 19 years. I was about to say, like, in the <laughs> now, Lightning have been pretty, pretty good, I if I recall. Say, and now they didn't make the playoffs all of those 19 years, but it's been 19 <laughs> years since the Leafs have won a playoff series, and they have to go up in the first round <laughs> against a team that's made the Stanley Cup Finals so, three years in a row. So what's a comparison for somebody who doesn't know hockey? 
that you can make where in the comparison this is the maple leaves and this is the lightning is that david and goliath it's yeah see that's the thing like the the nhl playoff format really does like put two good teams together but like i don't know let's go to the nba for this is like this is like uh phoenix yeah playing the clippers in the in the in the first round if i had to Guess yeah, one. Just a team that's been winning, a team that's been making except, it to the Western Conference Finals or Finals. Yeah, except I'd say like Phoenix is probably like the Lightning in this scenario. <laughs> like that might be a that's not the best comparison, but basically this is going to be very tough. Bucks for versus Toronto. Detroit Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. No, but that that's the only other first round series that I think really could live up to uh, the Devils and Rangers. But just some cool storylines going into this playoffs. Um, first of all, the Penguins did not make it. They choked. They were controlled their own destiny. All they had to do was, you know, win out in their regular season. They lost at home five to two against the Chicago Blackhawks, who are one of the worst teams in the league. And then the I saw Islanders, that was like one of the worst losses. And then they had to no. go out and give fan. They did a fan giveaway, so it was like yeah. the most treacherous loss in franchise history. It was into that team of playoffs on the line. That and then they go bad. out and toss t-shirts right? to fans. So yeah, they lost that game at home against the Blackhawks, and then the Islanders clinched the playoffs by getting a point. Ending the Penguins' 16-year playoff streak, the first time since Crosby has been on the Penguins. Crazy. That they have missed the playoffs. I mean, now that is crazy. No, <laughs> growing up, when I watched Sports Center, and we talked about it, it's like when I watched Sports Center before school, I'm like everything I saw with hockey was just Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby since I was since I was a little kid. Exactly. So it is crazy just thinking about that because Crosby is one of the first people I've. First thing about hockey I've ever like, right. known. I just knew Sidney Cross. We didn't know the team or nothing. And it hit Pittsburgh hard because they uh, fired their entire front office. <laughs> <laughs> following it, they fired their we president. We've been playing for 16 years. <laughs> I messed up once. One mistake. <laughs> they, Come on, babe. Give me a second chance. <laughs> right? No, but yeah, they fired their president, their GM, their assistant GM. They said, we're doing <laughs> a full software reset. Um, so, now, yeah. And I was just going to say, uh, Penguins aren't in it. No. Uh, you mentioned that the Leafs and uh, Lightning are the only ones that could possibly live up to the hype of the Devils and Rangers. Now, the home team, Carolina Hurricanes, yes. they're in it against they another New York it. team, the New York Islanders. And you mentioned earlier, first time ever, that all New York basketball and all New York hockey teams are in their respective playoffs. You don't think the Hurricanes and Islanders can be an exciting hype series? So, unpopular. Actually, I don't think this is unpopular opinion, uh, especially just, you know, being on. NHL social media for Carolina Hurricanes fans yes of course this is the fourth straight year the Hurricanes have won their division the Metro and actually they weren't in the Metro a couple years ago so they've won you know their respective divisions four years in a row so tremendous a lot of hype going into the playoffs as you know they have been trying to get over that hump of making like the conference finals and whatnot so we'll see if they can live up to the hype this is a very Tough matchup, though, I will say for the Islander or for the Hurricanes in the first round. The Islanders have, in my opinion, the best goalie in the league right now in Ilya Sorokin. Um, he is a contender for the Vesna Trophy for the best goaltender in the league. There, I just don't think this is going to be an exciting game or an exciting series because it's just, you know, it's like, eh. It's like the Knicks-Cavs, yeah. if I had to compare it to a series. I was, it's I like, say, like, by exciting, do you just mean, like, low scoring? Like, not I think it too will, many breaks or anything? Like I, I think it'll... I think it will be relatively low scoring. There's going to be a lot of Sebastian Ajo jokes. So there's uh, Sebastian Ajo on both teams. Obviously, if you're a Hurricanes fan, you know you're Sebastian Ajo. There's also a Sebastian Ajo on the Islanders. Spelled the exact same way. So I'm sure we'll get a lot of Sebastian Ajo bits throughout this Ajo series. Ajo taking on Ajo. <laughs> right? But um, 
I don't know if I really have a reason this series isn't going to be too exciting. I just think looking at some of the other matchups, this one, I mean, this could also end up being a blowout. The Hurricanes could sweep the Islanders, honestly. it's There's potential for it. Drew, and so I know we we stuck a, stuck a lot with uh, NBA playoffs. So I want to make sure we go through like series by series. As the avid hockey fan I am, though, the casual <laughs> on the show, uh, the Boston Bruins taking on the Florida Panthers, the lesser Panthers in professional sports. Uh, the Boston Bruins, if I'm interpreting correctly, just from my casual viewing of tweets and box scores and stuff. They seem like they're the 73-9 and nine Warriors in NHL right now. They are. They officially set the record for the most wins in NHL history. Oh, so they're exactly the 73-9 and nine Warriors. 60, okay, no, they, they no, 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 they are. I didn't are. know they, they yeah. set the record. <laughs> they are 60. They, have, they won 65 games in the regular season. Absolutely unreal. So this is, it's like, are, will they live up to that? Will they actually win the championship? Because then there's also, you get... The president's trophy for winning most points in the regular season. There's a curse with that, you know. Will really? does, okay. that the, you know the team that wins the president's trophy never wins the cup. So this is a big year for Boston. You know, can they live up to that Warriors team and actually follow through and win it? But uh, that'll be an exciting series. And then yeah, you have the the Lightning and Leafs. You have the Hurricanes and Islanders. The Rangers and Devils in the Eastern Conference. And then looking over at the West, you have the Dallas Stars taking on the Seattle Kraken. Love shout watching out. Seattle get these. I was get these say, early playoff fans. Same with the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Seattle. You know, being the expansion team, just their second season in the NHL, making the playoffs. That's remarkable. Especially last year. You know, they were not a great team. They weren't even close. So again, a big As jump up. Teams usually are. Yeah. Uh, you have the Avalanche playing the Wild. Uh, we'll see if the Avs can go back-to-back. That's going to be another exciting storyline. Honestly, with how the West is, it's very possible for the Avs to do that. But they're dealing with some bad injuries. They are very unfortunate right now. They lost uh, Landon Skog, one of their best players, out for the entire postseason with a knee injury. Kale McCarr still injured. So... That's going to be really tough for them. The good thing, though, is they don't have their goaltender from last year, Darcy Kemper. Now they have the Rangers' former backup, um, Georgiev, who has been playing lights out this year, so maybe he can propel them to the finals. But they're playing the Minnesota Wild. You have, as you said, the Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Winnipeg Jets. And then to round it out, uh, Connor McDavid just putting that team on his back, the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Los Angeles Kings. Now, Connor McDavid is a name I've been hearing a lot. We've talked about him early on in the Uptown Sports Crowd uh, tenure. Uh, you said he was on pace. I don't know if it was a single season record or if it was throughout his whole career, but just the, the goals and the points that he had. I, do you recall what I'm talking about? Vaguely. I mean, I'm just saying he's on a ridiculous pace. It like, might have he been scored, for Gretzky as a whole yeah, for, like, throughout his whole career. In terms of the deleted. modern hockey era, he's like probably the only player that is going to come even remotely close to to touching Gretzky's record, and he gotcha. probably still won't. But yeah, Connor McDavid had 65 goals this year, <laughs> over 150 points. That is ridiculous. The man almost averaged a goal a game and almost averaged two points a game. That is, that is insane. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll see uh, how far the Oilers go, you know. Obviously, they had some success last year, but I'm just super excited for this NHL playoffs. Can the Bruins, you know, finish off this remarkable season? Can the Avs go back to back? Will Tampa, will, like I said earlier, will they just be like Golden State again? Will they just, you know, oh, well, we're here. We're going to make exactly. the finals. All we have to do is make it. Exactly. Will the Maple Leafs get a playoff series yeah. win? Can the Carolina Hurricanes, you know, with Svechnikov being injured uh, yep. earlier in the season, can they make it to the finals? Will the Rangers super team, you know, finally get over the hump and 
and make the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, it's... the New Jersey Devils <laughs> turn around this best one-year turnaround that Ben Cole has ever seen and upset the super team in the New York exactly. Rangers. Well, actually, when you and uh, I was going to say the Devils are favored. They are technically Ooh. the better team. They are technically the better team. So we will see. It's a great time of year for sports fans. I know me and Ben will be, or excuse me, Mom, Ben and I <laughs> will be hanging out, having the NBA playoffs on one TV in the NHL or the Stanley Cup playoffs. I got to correct myself on the other TV. That's one of my favorite things. You have two or three games a night in both of these sports yep. to where my friends who have movie nights every Thursday, I was like, yeah, for the next couple Thursdays, <laughs> nope. your boy's going to be in the room watching the playoffs. We appreciate you tuning into the Uptown Sports crowd. We are on air at Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, 94.7 FM, FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com, or the Fox Sports Radio Charlotte mobile app every single Sunday from 9 to 10. Shout out for Ben to Ben for giving us that amazing breakdown of the NHL NHL playoffs. Uh, thank you for spending time with us. We will see you next week. Sorry for stuttering always on the way to end the show. Bye, guys.